Joshua chapter 24 and verse 15. Amen. We have a, a, a word to teach this morning. Amen. Found in the book of Joshua chapter 24. I, I know I didn't give this uh, verse to the media team back there. I only gave them one verse 15, but I'm going to start in verse 14. Amen. You can just put that verse up uh, right now when I get to it. Amen. The Bible says this in Joshua 24 and verse 14. The Bible says, now, therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt serve the Lord and in verse 15 he says and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But Joshua says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. For just a minute, I want to, a few minutes, I want to teach on this topic this morning of the power to choose. The power to choose. Tell somebody you have the power to choose. Ask them, what will you choose? the power to choose. Sister Andrea just said that. We chose. My husband and I chose. Why? Because they had the power to choose. power to choose father we love you and we appreciate you lord we thank you for the reading of your word father we thank you for the unction and the power of the holy ghost that is in this place this morning father and as the shepherd of this flock lord jesus that you have placed me over i Pray that you would anoint every heart, that you would anoint every ear that is here. Father, so that your word could take root in the depths of their heart. Father, so that they could bear good fruit for your honor and for your glory. Lord, I pray today that you would anoint my lips of clay. Father, this vessel desires this morning to teach your word, to sow your seed. Father, and I pray these things today in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. The power to choose. The power to choose. Y'all may be seated this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to start out this morning by just talking to you and... Uh, telling you about some of the things that are happening 
amen, uh, in other places, amen. Uh, there are things that are happening all around the world today, amen. Uh, on any given Sunday, amen, on any given Sunday, amen, people are gathering just as, as y'all have chosen to, to make your way here this morning and you guys have chosen, amen, to, to be in this place. You, you made the choice, you made the decision to wake up in the morning and you made the decision and the choice to, to get yourself ready, amen, to come to the house of the Lord. And so it is all around the world, amen. Uh, we're not the only church, amen. This isn't the only church in the entire world, amen. There are millions uh, of people of God. There are millions of people that are serving the Lord. Amen. There are many, many, many churches all around the world. Amen. And people are gathering in those churches. Amen. And they're congregating in those churches. Amen. And they're, they too have made the sacrifice. They too have chosen. Amen. To, to wake up and to make their way to the house of the Lord. Amen. And they are gathering, uh, there in these places, amen, as you are, to hear a teacher or to hear a preacher of the word, amen, speak to them about the love, amen, of Jesus Christ and the, the power that, that God has to change any given situation. Uh, they have gotten up to make their way to the church, uh, many people with uh, uh, life situations, many people sick, amen, many people in need that have made the choice to, to make their way to the house of the Lord, to hear how much God loves them and to, to hear how much God cares for them and, and to hear how, how God, amen, can change their situation, amen. And that's great, Brother uh, Howard, and that's wonderful, amen. Uh, uh, those are great things to hear and those are, are great things to do, amen. I always tell uh, uh, people that the greatest sacrifice and the greatest thing that you can do for your family, the greatest thing that a man can do in his household and for his children is to take them to the house of the Lord, amen, so they can hear about the goodness of God and they can hear about how great God is and hear about how God, amen, can turn their situation around, how God can take them from a dark place to a place of light, amen, a, a place of, a, of evil to a place of good, amen, and so the greatest thing that you and I can do is is bring our children and our family to the house of the Lord. Amen. Uh, uh, to, to hear these great things, many people are getting together and they're, they're congregating and, and that is great and that is wonderful because God loves his creation. Can you say amen? Amen. That's great and that's wonderful because God does love his creation and, and God does have all of the power and all of the authority over the situation that you may find yourself in. Can I tell somebody today that God can part the Red Sea in your life? Amen. And he can drown the enemy that is behind you. Amen. In that very sea that he parts for you. Amen. He can remove the Pharaoh of your life, the Pharaoh of your mind, the Pharaoh of your heart. Amen. He can do these things. Why? Because we know that he has all power and he has all authority over all the enemies. Amen. In our life, whether our own mind or our own heart or those that are in the world. Amen. Or the greatest enemy, which can be ourselves at times. Can you say amen? Amen. We know that God can do the extravagant. Amen. He can do the extraordinary in our life. He can bring manna down from heaven. Amen. When we're hungry and he can make that crooked road, brother Greg, straight. Amen. For his honor and his glory. And many people are sitting in the pews today, even here and all across the world to hear this great encouragement and to, to hear these great things. Amen. And to hear how 
how great and how wonderful my God is. Hallelujah. And to hear about the many blessings, amen, that he can do. And he's got a bag full of blessings for you, sister. Amen. Hallelujah. And all that is great and all that is wonderful. But one thing that there will not be in many churches around the world today are teachers and preachers of the word that will tell their congregation what their true responsibility is in the Lord. Amen. We'll hear the hype and we'll hear the, 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 the encouragement and, and we'll hear the, the push through sermon. Amen. That, that all you got to do is push through. All you got to do is weather the storm. Why? Because God is going to anoint you with power from on high and, and all of this stuff. And that's great and that's wonderful. But I wonder today how many teachers and preachers of, of the word are standing behind the pulpit today uh, to not only uplift, amen, but to instruct and exhort uh, and to let an individual know what their responsibility is uh, in the Lord. Amen. You see, in this covenant that we find ourselves in with God, in this matrimony, because it is, uh, once you go down in baptismal waters uh, and you come up pronouncing the name of Jesus, uh, guess what? You just got married to Jesus. And just like any other marriage, hallelujah, it takes work, it takes sacrifice, it takes faithfulness uh, to be in that marriage. Amen. I pray that there are no unfaithful marriages in this place. I pray that there are no marriages, fly-by-night marriages in this place. Amen. Because that's a representation of the marriage that you have with God. Amen. And so, you see, in this covenant that we are in with God, amen, in this matrimony that we find ourselves in, just like in a marriage, uh, amen, it takes two to tangle. Can you say amen? Uh, it takes two to reproduce, amen. Uh, hallelujah. It takes two parties, uh, amen. But most importantly, it takes the power to choose. Amen. It takes the power to choose. Amen, church. And, and I believe today that one of the greatest things that God has given to you and has given to me is the privilege and the power to choose. Amen, we just heard it this morning. Uh, amen. Uh, Brother Frank stood up here and, and a bad situation. He was dealt a bad hand. Amen. Uh, but he chooses to keep his hand on the plow no matter how hard it gets. Uh, amen. He chooses to keep his hand on the plow. And, and we heard Sister Andrea stand up here and give testimony. Amen. Uh, of, of how they got this super large uh, uh, bill. Amen. And they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know how they were how many of you been there, amen? You've been put in a situation and you don't know what's going to happen, uh, amen? And you don't know how you're going to pay, uh, amen? But you choose to trust in God and, and you choose to keep your hand on the plow and because you choose to put God first, uh, he chooses to put you first. Uh, he chooses to pay that bill. He chooses to be your banker, amen? Uh, he chooses to do these things. Why? Because you choose to put him first, Amen. I'm talking about the power to choose. Amen. And I believe that you and I have been given the greatest responsibility. I was talking to, to somebody on Friday. Amen. And I was saying, man, God is so awesome. Amen. Because he's given us the greatest gift of all, Brother Albert. And that is the privilege and the opportunity to choose for ourselves. To choose. He's given us the power to choose. Amen. He's given us the power to choose God or ourselves. He's given us the power to trust in him or to trust in our own abilities. He's given us the power, amen, uh, uh, to choose God or the devil. He's given us the power to choose heaven or hell. Amen. He's given you and I the power today to choose. Amen. And, and in this portion of scripture that, 
that we read this morning, we find that that Joshua, amen, was a powerful man of God. He was a, a, a powerful servant of God, amen. He was a, the man that uh, replaced Moses, amen, after Moses had taken the children of Israel out of exile, amen. And he began to lead Moses, uh, began to lead the children of Israel into uh, to the promised land, amen. And as he got old, amen, as we all do, amen, and, 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 and people go on to be with the Lord just like Moses. Moses did. Amen. There rose up a man. Amen. That was chosen by God. Another man that was chosen by God. Amen. To lead the children of Israel. And and these people weren't an easy people to lead. The Bible says that they were stubborn and they were stiff-necked. Amen. They were stubborn, they were stiff-necked, they complained about everything and anything under the sun. Amen. How many of y'all know somebody like that? Amen. That it's always doom and gloom, amen. There's never nothing good, there's never nothing popping, there ain't never nothing shaking. Everything is always dark, amen. Uh, hallelujah. And then always mad and angry and upset, amen, and complaining about this and complaining about that. And that's how the children of Israel were. After they got delivered from being whipped and beat and killed, amen. And God sends a man, amen, and, and to, to pull them out of a dark place and to, to pull. He says, okay, I heard your cry. I heard your prayers, uh, uh, but I'm going to send a man that's going to guide you. I'm going to send a man that's going to lead you into the promised land. Uh, and here comes Moses. He thought it was going to be an easy job. Hallelujah. That he had millions of people behind him, men, women, and children. Uh, amen. And then all of a sudden, uh, not even a, a few miles outside of, of where they got delivered from they were already complaining, Brother Albert. Uh, oh, they wanted Kool-Aid. Uh, oh, we need some electrolytes. Where's the Gatorade at? Uh, Moses, hallelujah. Who's going to turn on the Karnesada? Hallelujah. Let us get, uh, what do you mean manna from heaven? Uh, that's not food. Uh, I want to go back to the onions and the tulips and all this other stuff. that was. Uh, we had it better in Egypt. And so I wonder sometimes, and I scratch my head, maybe Moses prayed for God to take him. So he wouldn't have to deal with it. Amen. We'll never know. I'm sure he had some times, Brother Howard, where he's like, man, scratching his head, what I get myself into? Amen. But then we find Joseph, amen, that, that takes on the mantle, that takes on the responsibility Amen. To lead these people to the promised land. Amen. And the Bible says that he stood before the congregation. Let me tell you something. Let me bring it home. Amen. Because we hear the word congregation and we think of this big old congregation of, of hundreds and thousands and, and millions of people. Amen. Uh, uh, we, we think of that congregation. But let me, let me uh, uh, bring it down just a little bit to our level. Amen. In, in this congregation be, that he stood before, in this congregation was his wife. Amen. Just like my wife is part of this congregation and I'm the Joshua. Amen. And so he stood before the congregation. He stood before his wife. He stood before his children. He stood before his family and his friends. Amen. And the entire congregation that was back there. Behind his wife, behind his, his family, behind his children, behind all these people. He stood before these people, Brother Albert, and said, Choose you this day for yourself, whom you will serve. He said, Choose you this day for yourself. You see, I can't decide for my wife. And my wife can't decide for me. I have to choose for myself this day whom I'm going to serve. 
Can somebody say amen? amen? You know, it sounds more powerful and it makes a lot more sense when we, when we say it slowly. Amen? Have you ever gotten something out of a box? I've done it plenty of times. My wife can attest to this, that we buy a piece of furniture and I just look at it real fast and I take out my drill and I'm all over the place and then something's backwards and I try not to say nothing. I try to hide it, and then she comes along, and she's like, is that supposed to be like that? I'm like, man, you don't have to look at stuff. You're just going to put stuff on it. Amen? That slide off. Amen. But you see, when, it, when you read the instructions slow, it makes more sense. And so Joshua is saying right here to the congregation, to his wife, to his children, to his family, to his friends, and to the multitude. He's saying, hey, you guys got to make a decision today. You got to make a decision right now. He says, choose for yourself whom you're going to serve. Amen. And so by doing this, Brother Albert, by doing this, Joshua let us know that we, everybody say we, that we are in charge of our own destiny. That's what he was saying. He was putting it on the audience. He was putting it on his wife. He was putting it on his children. He was putting it on his family. He was putting it on his friends. He was putting it on the congregation that, hey, today at this time, at this place, at this hour, you got to make a choice of whom you're going to serve, whether it's going to be the gods. Remember, gods, plural. He says gods, because they worshiped uh, 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 statues and, and all kinds of different, the God of the sun, the God of the moon, the God of the stars, uh, the God of the trees, the God of the weeds, the God of this, the God of that. They were serving all kinds of things. Remember, the children of Israel made a calf, amen. Uh, and they were worshiping the calf uh, as if the calf is the one that parted the Red Sea for them, uh, amen. And he says, hey, uh, today you better choose uh, whether you're going to serve the gods of your fathers and your ancestors or you're going to serve the one true God the one that parted the Red Sea for you and took out your enemy and made everything straight for you he put it on them brother he told them today you got to make a choice why because the Bible says that tomorrow is not promised unto us and many times because Things are going a little bit good and things are going a little bit well and, and we got this and we got that and this is happening and this is happening. We think that we don't need God in our life. Amen. And so this is powerful right here because Joshua gave all those people on that day through his sermon through his teaching, through his preaching on his platform, he said, hey, today you got to choose. Today you got to make a choice. He says, choose for yourself. Don't look around and ask people what they think you should choose or who, the, who they think you should choose. He says, choose for yourself today whom you will serve. And so God, Joshua was letting us know that we are in charge of our destiny. Amen. God is not in charge of our destiny. I know y'all looking at me all like, what? He's not? Then why am I here? I'm going home. God is not in charge of your destiny. Amen. He designs it. Amen. He lets you know what it could look like. He, he lets you know what it could be in him. But you and I have to choose to make it happen. You have to choose that destiny. You have to choose 
to build that design. You have to choose to build the blueprints that God has for you in your life. Amen. Can somebody say amen? Amen. God's not in charge of your destiny. He's giving you a plan. He's giving you a, 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 a blueprint. He's telling you, hey, if you do this, this is gonna, what's going to happen. If you, if you don't do that, this is what's going to happen. Amen. He, he gives you, he tells you what it looks like, and he tells you what it could be in him. But you have to choose to make it. You have to choose to make it. Amen. And so the future that you experience is the future that you choose to create. You know, once my children grew up and they, and they left the house, amen, and they, they moved out, we did everything that we could for them, amen. We gave them the tools that they needed, amen, to go out into the world and, 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 and we taught them and we, we gave them the word of God and we gave them instruction and we, we gave them life skills and, amen, my wife taught my daughter how to cook, all these things, amen. I taught the boys how to be men and not sissies in this world. Can you say amen? And to go out there and to earn a living and not to be sitting home and letting the, uh, their, their wives take care of them while they stay home and play video games. Uh, amen. Uh, and so I made them, we made them work and we instilled work ethic in them and we, we sent them out. Amen. Uh, but now it's their choosing to put those things into practice. You could give them a design and give them a blueprint, Brother Greg, and, and look at if you do it like this, this is what's going to happen. And if you do it like that, that's what's going to happen. And, and this is what you can have. And this is what you won't have. And this is what will happen. And this is what not will happen. Amen. But now it's up to you to choose to build it. Amen. Because the future that you experience is the future that you choose to create. Amen. When we look at the life of Noah, even God came to Noah and he told Noah to do something crazy. He told him, hey, Noah, I need you to build an ark because I'm getting, I'm actually repented of, 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 of making mankind. I'm re Can you believe that God was repented? Of making a people? He was repented because he saw how they were living. They were, they were living righteously and they were living a, a prodigal life and they were, they were doing their own thing and, and, and the world was evil. And the Bible says uh, that he instructed Noah. You know what he did? He gave Noah instructions. How many of you have a paper Bible in here? Lift up your paper Bible, brother. Oh, you got a Bible. What does it say on the front of it? Or on the side of it? It says study Bible. How many of you study your Bible? Amen. Oh, help us, Jesus. How many of you are studying those basic instructions before leaving earth? Isn't that what they say Bible means? Basic instructions before leaving earth. When you don't know how to work something in your car, what do you do? Well, now most people Google it. But before Google, the manual. Every car is equipped with the manual. Amen. If you open up that manual, there's a light that's on the dashboard and you don't know what it is. Back in the day, amen. We used to open up that manual and find out what that light is. And the instructions that are in that vehicle taught you what you needed to know about your car. And so when we look at the word of God, 
The same way that God handed down instructions to Noah on how to build this ark, He's given us instructions on how to build our life. Amen. He's given us, he's given Noah built the ark with the instructions that God gave him. You see, God gave him the design. God gave him the blueprints, but Noah had to choose to put in the work and to build it. Noah had to choose. He had to choose for 120 years, the Bible says. It took him 120 years to build the ark. And every day, amen, Noah chose to obey God. Every day for 120 years, he chose to obey God. Amen. He did it one day at a time. He did it one choice at a time. And he did it one act of obedience at a time. Every day for 120 years, amen, Noah chose this when everybody around, amen, when everyone else around him chose to do their own thing, when they chose the things of the world, they chose to party it up, amen, they chose to live a prodigal life, but Noah chose to obey God. He chose it. And you think that they didn't ridicule him? You know, the Bible, the Bible, you know, a lot of people say that people walk by and mocked him. Ha, 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 look at this crazy nut over here building an ark and there ain't even no rain. Nobody knew what rain was. The Bible doesn't say that people walk by and mocked him. The Bible doesn't say that. It's an assumption that everybody makes. Why is that an assumption? Because when we don't understand something, we mock it. We make fun of it. And the people didn't understand what was going on with Noah. Because they hadn't chose to serve God. They had chosen the gods of their ancestors. And so to them, it wasn't important. To them, it wasn't significant. As a matter of fact, you're crazy. But Noah chose. In the midst of all of the, the people not understanding, in the midst of, of even family members, amen, thinking it was crazy, uh, and his co-workers thinking it was crazy, and, and maybe even his wife at one point in time said, man, you're crazy, you're out there building an ark, uh, and nobody even knows what rain is. He chose when everybody else around him chose the things of the world when everybody around him chose to live a prodigal life amen Noah chose to obey his family Noah chose to support his family Noah chose to obey God and Noah continued you check this out church listen listen this is important this is important back then in those days they didn't have no fries They didn't have no McDonald's. They didn't have no cars. They didn't have no tractors. They didn't have no Sonics. They didn't have Five Guys. They didn't have Barrow's Pizza. They didn't have Safeway or Albertsons. They didn't have no 7-Elevens. They didn't have QT. No Circle K, no Super Big Gulp. They didn't have none of that. You know what they ate? They ate what the man of, of the house went and planted. They ate what the man of the house went and tilled. Amen. And every day the women, they got the wheat and they crushed it and they made bread. Every day it was a job. Every day it was work. And guess what Noah did? Noah made time to build the ark. 
even tending to his family, even tending to his field, even tilling the ground, even harvesting the food, even doing all this and doing all that and carrying water probably for miles for his family. He still made time to build the ark. And here we are, church. We we live in a time where, where we got everything. We can have groceries delivered to our house. One day it blew my mind. I was in the house. I was watching TV, Sister Joe, and doorknob ramping, ding, ding. I'm like, I checked my phone. Maybe I missed something. Somebody's visiting. And then I hear my wife from upstairs. Oh, that's the groceries. Open the door. What? The groceries? Who has groceries delivered? And I opened the door and the ladies come all sweaty. And I was like, thank the Lord. Better her than us, right? It was 120 degrees. I said, just order it, honey. Just keep ordering it. Tell them to bring a whole pallet of waters next time. <laughs> Amen. But you see how easy and convenient we have it? And there are some that can't even find time to build an ark for the Lord. Oh, I don't have time. I'm busy. No, you're lazy. Not everybody. Amen. I say, man, pastor, that's mean. No, I mean, it's true. And that's what we do here. We speak truth. Amen. You see, he still made time to obey God. He still made time to tend to his family. He still made time to till the ground. And he still made time to build his destiny. For him and for his family. Amen. And there will be a lot of critics that will come and say, well, you know, uh, pastor, only nine were saved. Out of the whole earth, only nine were saved, the Bible says. Yeah, that's true. But you know who the nine were? The nine were his family. The nine were his family. Amen. And so can I tell somebody today that, that your future, your destiny is not a mystery. It's a harvest. It's not a mystery. It's a harvest. Because the Bible says this in the book of Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. It says, do not be deceived. In other words, don't kid yourself. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Amen. So in other words, what the Apostle Paul is saying is that whatever we put down, whatever we put down is what we're going to get back. Whatever we're sowing into the ground is what we're going to have in our life. That's going to be our destiny. Amen. If you're putting down godly things, then you're going to reap godly things. If you're putting down worldly things, then you're going to reap worldly things. Amen. You see, our destiny is a harvest. You choose what your destiny is going to be. You choose where you're going to go in life. You choose what's going to happen. You choose where you're going to go. And that's powerful that Joshua stood before them and he, you know, because a lot of times we put the responsibility on people. We put the responsibility on others. Amen. You know, one thing we always tell our kids, once you're an adult and you leave this house, don't ever say that I'm like this because of my parents. You're broke because you can't manage your money. Ain't got nothing to do with us. You're in that situation because you chose to be in that situation. Amen. And so Joshua is telling the congregation, hey, choose. There it is. Choose. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's give God a round of applause. But I want to hurry. Because we started out the beginning of the lesson talking about 
how in many churches all across, all around the world, people are congregating today, listening to a teacher or a preacher tell them how good God is and how much God loves them. And that's true, and that's great, and that's wonderful. It is. God does love you. Amen. We, we hear about how, how God loves and how God restores and how God heals and how God transforms and he saves. And my God is faithful. My God is my provider. He's my healer. He's my counselor. He's my banker. He's my lawyer. God is my fortress and my strong tower. And you know what? It hit me when I was putting this together, Brother Howard. It hit me that it's all about God and his part for us. Amen. It's always about God's part for me. It's always God's part for us. In other words, we open our mouths to speak about what God can do for us. But what about what we can do for God? The Lord said, Pastor, you're, 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 ta- you're, you're right on. You're talking about my goodness. You're talking about my grace. You're talking about my mercy. You're talking about how I can restore a marriage and, a, and I can restore this and I can do that and I can change somebody's life and I can heal somebody and I can be their lawyer and their banker and their counselor and all. But what are they going to do for me? Amen. What about our part? What have I chosen to do for that grace, for that mercy, for that fortress, for that shelter, for that goodness, for that provision, for this, for that safety? What am I going to choose to do? What have I chosen to do for God? And you know, it hit me because a lot of times we just go around like Jimmy. Amen? And we're asking and we're asking, oh, you know what? Come to church. God can heal you and and God can provide. And yes, he can. But what are you doing for him? What are we choosing today, Brother Greg, to do for our salvation today that he's given us? I can tell you today that I'm coming up on 16 years of being clean and sober from drugs and from alcohol. Uh, Haven't seen a jail cell in over 16 years. Uh, God saved me. He pulled me out of the muck. Uh, He pulled me out of the mire. Amen. Uh, He gave me his name. He gave me his spirit. He washed me with his blood. He put my name in the book of life. Uh, What have I chosen to do? for that in return what what have I chosen to do have I chosen to serve him have I chosen to be faithful to him have I chosen to to build his kingdom have I chosen to build an ark for me and my family so that when the flood comes me and my family can be saved what have I chosen to do what have you chosen to do for what he's done for you And that's where Joshua was at. I can imagine Joshua scratching his head like, man, you guys had it worse in Egypt. Y'all better choose right now what you want to do. You want to go back? Go back. I would have been a ruthless leader in that time. I would have been like, nah, chalice, you need to go back. Go back. I'm not dealing with you. You're going to go back. Thank God God is God. Amen. And we're not. Amen. Because how many people would we have cut off for being unfaithful, for not showing up, for not being involved, for not praying, for not fasting, for not winning souls, for not doing nothing, but just asking God to give me, give me, give me. Amen. It hit me like a ton of bricks. God does a lot for us. He woke you up. He gave you breath. He could cool off this weather if he wants to. Amen. Amen. I got to keep on going. Let's give the Lord a round of applause. Amen. I'm going to close. I'm going to close with this. Amen. If we can just all stand to our feet this morning, because 
I feel an altar call coming on. Joshua stood before the people and he said, choose this day for yourself. I like that he said that. Because even the Bible says for us to seek out our own salvation. Our own. With fear and with trembling. Now that word fear is not to be afraid of God. Children should never be afraid of their parents. It's a reverence. Children revere, they reverence their parents. They respect their parents. Amen? Because they brought them in and they take them out. Children should respect their parents. If you live under your parents' roof, you have no say. No matter how old you are. My adult kids come and live in my house. They do what I say. They do what they say when they have their own house. Amen. But Joshua stood before the congregation and he told them, choose you this day whom you will serve. You know what God did with Noah? God gave Noah a blueprint to his destiny. He gave him the design for salvation, Gregory. And when I thought about that, I thought about this building. I thought about our other building where we were at in Sun City when we moved out of our house and we moved into the building. It wasn't church ready. Right, Brother Greg? Right, honey? It wasn't church ready. As a matter of fact, my wife said, I don't see it. I had to go and make a blueprint for her. I took out my pencil and didn't even have a ruler. I used a business card to make straight lines. And I even drew chairs the rows and this is where this is going to be and that she says okay I see it now let's build it and we built it we chose to build it and then when we came here and this entire room was full of walls and full of cubicles there was a wall that went right there where Greg's at all the way down here and another wall that went that way and there were cubicles over there and there was just, it took some work. Working all day, nine to five, 12 hour shifts at work, and then coming over here and working another five, six hours. But before we could have what we have, we had to call in an architect. make a blueprint of what it was going to look like. You see, the architect designed it. The architect drew it. Even put the chairs. You see the chairs? You see the rows of chairs? Right there. The architect built the platform. They designed the platform. They designed the handrails according to code. Everything had to be inspected. Everything had to be coded. Even the wood that I'm standing on had to be a certain type of wood. Otherwise, the city wouldn't allow us to have it. 
the more expensive wood. You know, we want to put some, some panel, save some money. <laughs> Amen. But guess who chose to build that? We chose to build this. And so God gives a design and God gives a blueprint for your life. But it's up to you to choose. Are you going to build an ark for you and your family? Have you chosen to put in the work for your destiny? Have you made a choice today where you want to spend eternity? Have you chosen for yourself? Once you're at the age of accountability, 16, 15, 16, the choice is yours now. Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. There's some kids, 7, 8, 9, 10 years old, already filled with the Holy Ghost, asking to be baptized. They're choosing. They said, no, that's impossible. But wasn't John the Baptist filled with the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb? Oh, he's too young to speak in tongues. No, he ain't. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Every Noah and every Mrs. Noah or Miss Noah must build their own boat. You got the instructions. You got the blueprints. Who wants to choose with me today to roll up their sleeves and to build an ark for their family, to build an ark for their children, to build an ark for their grandchildren, a memorial. You know what my wife and I are going to leave our family? A memorial of what serving the Lord looks like. But it's up to them to build that destiny on their own. It's up to them to build their own destiny. And this morning I want to open up this altar. And for those that are going to make a choice today to serve the Lord, I want to invite you to this altar this morning. Don't lose the opportunity because you may not get it again.